When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You asked for it. Here it is. It's a podcast from Apathetic Enthusiasm. In this episode, we talk about all kinds of things, uh, usually when our music's working. Uh, this is Apathetic Enthusiasm. Welcome to the podcast, everybody. My name is Travis. Hey, welcome to the podcast, everybody. My name is Travis as well. Um oh it's the two Travis's podcast. <laughs> Welcome. Yeah, this is this is a, a a recurring segment where where Travis and I, Travis, we 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 say our names but then we like, you know, like next week it'll be like Brandon and Brandon, right? Because it, it's just it's just cute when we do that. It's just fun. We just <laughs> we like to have fun here. Fun. Uh special shout out to our uh good friend a dedicated listener, the person that you hear at the beginning of every Apathetic Enthusiasm podcast. Big old Matt Sizemore <laughs> hanging out in the chat. <laughs> I thought you were going to say big old hog. Matt, Matt Sizemore. Um, yeah, for, so let's go ahead and get started with, with our housekeeping. First and foremost, Twitch chat. Uh, you can listen to this show anytime we're recording on Monday night if we're not doing a Rick and Morty podcast over at Twitch tv slash apathetic enthusiasm uh where you can chat with us live and you will tr you can try to break us just like Dolph Lundgren tried to break Rocky uh and then he didn't and in fact Rocky won that one uh well when he went to the Soviet Union broke up the Soviet Union doesn't matter they you can get into details there but anyways fist uh, so you can do that. Uh, have a good day, Face. Matt is in the chat right now trying to break us, talking about big old hogs. Hogville, that's right. USA. That's right. But if you can't make it on Monday nights, that's okay. We understand. Uh, you can still follow us all over the social interwebs, mm -hmm. over on Twitter at Apathusiast, on Instagram, uh, apathetic underscore enthusiasm. We have a website, apatheticenthusiasm.com. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash apatheticenthusiasm show. And of course, you can email us, apatheticenthusiasmshow at gmail.com. Uh, if you miss, you still want to see video, go to youtube.com slash apathetic enthusiasm. You can subscribe over there, get some YouTube shorts. If you're, if it's hot out and you don't want to wear long pants, you can wear some, some YouTube shorts. <laughs> um, and then you go to Patreon, patreon.com slash apathetic enthusiasm. Uh, we also have merch, which I think for the next like two hours tops is on sale at T public. If you go to apathetic enthusiasm.com slash shop. I had I had people. I, the reason I plug this, and we usually don't plug this, because we make no money from T Public. For every shirt we we sell from T Public, we get like a dollar. Yeah, 
Yeah. Maybe. But I had somebody at work that was like, You're, do you have shirts for your podcast? I was like, yeah. I mean, I guess I guess I do. I, and then I pulled it up and it pulled the website. I was like, I forgot we had these shirts. Like we got, <laughs> we got an apathetic enthusiasm shirt. You can also buy almost any other kind of merch there. So if you want a coffee mug, an apathetic enthusiasm coffee mug, uh, or I don't know, probably like a visor, maybe you could get like a, a beach chair. I don't think these are real products, but you can get them all over on T public. They're on sale for like four more minutes, I think. So if you're listening live, you can, you can go get them on sale. Um, but anyway, yeah, there's merch out there if you need it. Anyway, how you doing, Brandon? How, how are your legs? Uh, my legs are doing pretty good, Travis. Thank you. Thank you for asking. Um, Travis asked that because this is the last time we'll talk about running for a while. <laughs> Again. No, we're going to talk about it the Again. entire episode. Uh, the entire episode. I, I, I put all That's those other true. topics in the show notes. As a misdirection. That's not true. We are not talking about running the entire time. We, but we are, we are going to start, we are going to start the episode with our, you know, our rapport setting, our, our warm yeah, up where we just, just two friends hanging out, having a chat. Shoot the shit. That's what the shoot the shit <laughs> minute with Brandon Trapp. Um, so I, I ran my first half marathon ever this last ever. weekend. Um, and it was a little different. It was a little different because I, like two weekends ago, I ran 12 miles and I was like, well, it's 12 miles. 13 miles is right around the corner. But uh, the the 12 mile run, I, I'd stopped. I'd stopped by like mile, like eight and a half. And I was like, I had to walk and run a little bit, walk and run a little bit. And so this, the half marathon, I ran the entire thing very, very slow, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if, if I'm the fastest or the slowest. It's still me running against myself. Anyways, uh, so the run has a purpose, Brandon. There was about like 70 people ahead of me um, and then eight people behind me. It doesn't matter. The fact is I I finished it. And so um, so I I felt decent for the most part. Um, And then and then the rest of the day was (laughs) my my knees, like the outside of my knees, just like, ow, 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 I can't walk. I felt like Forrest Gump, like with the leg braces. That's how I was walking the entire time. And overall, I felt pretty miserable. I, <laughs> I, I, I thought to myself after I, after like all day yesterday, if this is the way it's going to be after long ass runs like that, like I hate, I hate this. I absolutely hate this feeling right now because I felt like, like shit. And so I'm like, if I'm going to keep doing this, I have to find out what I need to do to feel less like that. Otherwise I, I'm, I'll just dread that moment every single time. I, I will tell you that that is not always the way you will feel after a run like that. Yeah. Um, but that training takes time and it takes time for your, your fitness level and your body to get used to that. Right. So, I mean, that's how I felt for the most part after the the marathon but doing more distance and doing longer distances more consistently, I feel like your recovery is going to get faster and you're not going to feel as impacted on some of those long runs. But yeah, I mean, your first half marathon that you were working up to, like, yeah, I, I felt the same way after my first half marathon. It was, it was, yeah. And, 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 to, and to be fair, as you said, the more training you do, the more you, you get used to it. Um, yeah, I mean, the the training I did was probably not it was not ideal. I was not my training plan for the marathon was not ideal because 
I would I wouldn't run until the weekends. And so maybe like yeah, like two days every week. Uh and then I I, I sped up the mileage really, really quickly <laughs> in uh, across like five, six weeks where I was like, all right, I go from like one mile, two miles. Okay, I'm fuck it. I'm gonna run six miles uh, this week, <laughs> and then then I didn't like jump from. I didn't go from like six to seven. I jumped from like six to all right. Well, I'm gonna do ten, and then I jumped from ten to the twelve, and then I jumped from the to the you know the the last jump wasn't that bad actually, but yeah, um, yeah. But anyway, anyway. Uh, so I I did anyway, it. proud did of you. Thanks. Congrats. Um, it's it's awesome, and uh, yeah, can't wait to run with you next month yeah in in in, in between recovery periods recovery runs we, we, they are going to be recovery runs uh because we're going to go to comic-con next next month in july yeah we're we're like a, we're less than a month away that's, now that's right yeah. we are we are press we are press bound we're getting emails uh talking about uh, requesting if we want to talk to stars comic writers all that type of good stuff and uh, so we're pretty excited about that. And I say recovery runs because like five days of being around a lot of different people, having to perform a little bit probably was we're like, yeah. if we're going to be interviewing people and, and also just like, it, it this seems kind of weird. Maybe it doesn't seem that kind of weird, but like even doing, so Sunday morning, I'm getting ready for the half marathon and I'm just like, I want to take a picture of the giant frog that says Arroyo Creek Half Marathon. But I'm so self-conscious about taking a picture of the frog around everybody. There's not that many people there. Is this like a is this like a dude in a frog costume or is it like a, a sculpture of a frog? No, it's a background of the, the Arroyo Creek Half Marathon mascot. It's just a big banner. Okay. Like me in front of it to take a selfie, super oh, a selfie in front of it. Okay. Super self conscious about it, right? Okay, now let's magnify that <laughs> so much uh, for for Comic Con next month. So we're gonna have to do some recovery con- uh, recovery runs, um, but yeah. Uh, but this kind of segues into the what we wanted to talk about first, which is Comic Con, and not necessarily yeah. Comic Con itself, but some news surrounding Comic Con. Uh, involving WGA strikes. Um, doesn't seem like the SAG is going to strike uh, if uh, the nanny has anything to say about it. Um, but we want to talk about that because some of the studios, a lot of the studios that would gone, would have gone to Comic-Con normally, there's a lot of them that aren't showing up, Travis. Yeah, I, I've definitely, we haven't been quiet about the fact that we're excited to be going to Comic-Con. Talking to people I know, I think I had this Variety article sent to me three or four times over the course of the weekend. Um, and and really, this article, uh, that it's, it's out on Variety. It's from Adam Barry. Um, it says, Comic-Con crisis, Marvel, Netflix, Sony, HBO, and Universal to skip San Diego Comic-Con as Fest faces another existential threat, right? And, and so really, what they're talking about is those really big, like, Hall H... Uh, panels. These have these have kind of been the 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 big ticket, the big news breaking items that San Diego Comic Con specifically has been known for, where you get you know big reveals about the next Marvel film or all of Phase 
29 of the cinematic universe and things like that. Or Netflix will come out and have a lot of big name actors who are sharing trailers or things from their upcoming films or new series. Uh, and it's kind of the same for all of these studios, right? And because of this writer strike, which is now about to enter its third month and will be well within its third month by the time uh, Comic-Con starts, um, those production schedules, those plans for some of these big movies and, and, and shows are starting to be delayed. Some of them have been canceled already. And so there's a lot of uncertainty that's going on, a lot of, frankly, just like, between the the infighting between between the people that make this content and the studios that make all the money, um, there there's there's an unsure what's what's going to come of this and and stack on top of that, now we might have a uh, an actor strike um, here in the next uh, week or so that uh, that could just compound issues. So I don't know what are, what are your thoughts on sort of the the landscape right now with everything that's going on. Well, I think the the first thing that comes to mind is when you talk to uh, some of the older folks, you know, our elders in the in the nerd community, the geek community, <laughs> the pop culture community, they think of San Diego Comic Con, they think of comic conventions as places for comics, and uh, now with word that a lot of studios aren't going to show up, that's what it's that's what a lot of people are like. Well, okay. Well, going back to its roots, I guess they're going to actually do uh, do comics. It's going to be yeah, about comics. About comics, again. the Comic Con, weird. Yeah, 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 very, very strange. Um, and uh, you know, I think I still I think that will be an interesting angle for us to to cover, uh, because you know we you and I we used to collect comics a lot, and we'd collect a variety of comics, like like the one you have there, Old Man Logan. I still got my 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 Me Seeks, Rick and Morty presents Mr. Me Seeks. Uh, that just happened to be the comic that was within arm's reach. <laughs> like uh, I've got a Beavis and Butthead comic from when I was when I bought when I was a teenager somewhere around here. Um, but we you used to collect comics, and then we kind of got out of the habit. Uh, in like Amazing Hawaii Comic Con, uh, Honolulu Comic Con, we we talked to to comic artists, and you know th there were some there were some maybe like TV shows kind of people there maybe like some yeah. some premieres but by and large it was about the comics and it'll be i think it'll be good and maybe like rekindle a little bit of my interest in going back to comics and, and reading more comics when like to, to talk to the folks who are writing those and and um drawing them the artistry for it uh that'll be interesting yeah side yeah. Side, side note on on talking to the artists and maybe maybe i should hold this but since i already brought it up i'll i'll bring it up now uh, there was there was some uh, fervor on on Twitter about uh, about the WGA DGA SAG. Uh, there was also talk about the conditions that artists go through, artists and writers in in the comic book world. Yeah, and so I wonder if that is something that's going to come up during during Comic Con, especially if it's a if 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 Comic Con is focused on comics, that yeah. that might be more uh, prominent. Oh, there's that there's that story that just came out recently, <clears throat> riding a wave and the huge success of uh, across the Spider Verse, and and going into um, a third, you know, Miles Morales focused Spider Verse film, 
uh, recent article came out saying that I don't, was it like hundreds or something of, of, of animators that, that quit or, or, or left the studio, um, because of poor work conditions, working on that, working on that film. Um, that's, that's devastating to hear, <laughs> like, because love Spider-Man love the, the movie and the story, but the animation in that movie is something that really stood out to me really, um, for me makes that movie just yeah. over the top. Awesome. And so to hear that they weren't treated well or that there was, it was poor working conditions. It's really disappointing. And hopefully studios can do better and, and teams can do better to support the artists that are really pouring their hearts and souls into, to making something that's awesome for fans to experience. So, yeah. Um, the other thing about, about Comic-Con, the Comic-Con, uh, Comic-Con experience uh, is, is like being able to see a bunch of celebrities walking around, <laughs> like being like, sure. Oh, to a degree, yeah. Oh, that she, uh, in some like the, the lesser known celebrities, like, Oh, Hey, that's, that's the lady who does the voice of Bobby on King of the Hill. Right. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Small thing. Hey, it's, it's Tamara from uh boy meets world. Right. Um, is that the right Topanga? Show? Topanga. Tomorrow. Oh, I'm thinking of uh, whatever. See, I didn't watch Boy Meets World, so. Man. It was before my time. I did. After my time? After my time. No. After? Definitely. During. It was during your time. No, I was already too old for that. No, I was watching adult things like. like <laughs> adult uh, films? An animated films. You were watching adult films. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, and here's the thing about San Diego Comic-Con that. And, and there's a distinction that. I'm curious about, and we'll be able to see this when we, when we get out there, these studios have canceled their big panels. They're their hall H style panels. They have not said uh, to my knowledge that they are pulling out of Comic-Con completely. And, and the thing with Comic-Con is yes, there are the big panels. There are the big scheduled events where people are going to get news, things like that. But then you have the actual convention floor, which 20 years ago, the last time I went to San Diego Comic-Con was a lot of artist alley, like things like that. But you had some bigger companies, bigger studios really starting to dip their toes. And this is like we're talking like Lord of the Rings movies time frame where they're like just starting to bring movies and, and big box office stuff to the event. And now, two decades later, San Diego Comic-Con is this... in giant melting pot of all things nerd culture and pop culture. So yes, comics, I hope do move forward and are still prominently featured in the event, but you're still probably going to have a lot of studios or, or other companies with some sort of presence on the convention floor. Uh, you're still going to have like the big merchandisers, yeah. the, the fun co's probably some video game representation out there. Still going to be a lot of that stuff, board games, all kinds of stuff, not to mention all the cosplay, everything else that people, you know, are accustomed to to relating to Comic-Con. So there's going to be a lot still going on with probably the addition of a lot of people outside the convention center with signs uh, that are probably going to be still protesting, assuming that the strikes are still happening and using an event of this scale uh, as a platform to get their message out there. And um, and talk about the conditions that they're they're actively striking against. Yeah, in 
there's a lot of there's a lot of controversy in the in the controversy in, in the in the entertainment world right now. Uh, beyond this, beyond the strikes, talking about the animation, talking about the animation with Beyond the Spider or Into the Spider Verse, across the Spider Verse, and then also you talk about the strikes, but there's a controversy about uh, all these like Netflix, Disney, uh, Max pulling content, pulling content that have been been on there for one season, and they're like, okay, bye, we're taking it off, and there's no physical yep. media. Uh, I think. Um, uh, she does the voice of Mabel on Gravity Falls, uh, Kristen Shaw. Uh, yeah. uh, I saw a tweet. Somebody posted a tweet from her where she was asking if she can get a copy of like, how could she download or record something on DVR that she was in because they were taking it off of streaming and she doesn't have a copy of it. Right. And like, she's an actress in that show and she doesn't have a hard copy of it. Like, that's a lot of work that people put into these shows, not just the stars, but the sound, the sets, the oh yeah, ca- casting, all 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 that stuff. And uh, so so there's that that controversy, and there's also um, Zaslav or whatever his name is, uh, who's like the head of Warner Brothers, and like he is like selling. He like was he's like gutting TCM. To the point that like Spielberg, Scorsese, and uh, somebody else like got on a call directly with them to like talk about TCM, Turner Classic Movies, um, and like he's gutting it and he's like selling now like the rights to like some like to assets and stuff like that in perpetuity, like the Sony. Anyways, there's a lot of shit going on, and so it's yeah. going to be interesting like how all that will. If will it be represented at Comic Con, or will it be like, no, we're we're hiding that, we're gonna pretend like that? Yeah, just like wool over the eyes, just like, oh no, everything's fine with this. Pay no pay no attention to what's going on at all of those uh, streaming services that are bleeding revenue. Mm -hmm. It's it's really interesting to me. You talk about the streaming wars. You talk about the last ten years of content and. You used to just have like Netflix. Netflix was like the only game in town and the ability to stream content was so novel and new that, and they were the only game in town. So everybody was getting a Netflix account and they just blew up. They had so much money that they could, they could do a lot. They could produce a lot of content, things like that. And that kind of made everybody think like, Oh, Netflix streaming is, is the new game. That's, you're not gonna have to produce physical media. You're not gonna have to like worry about distributing all that stuff. Streaming will be the way to go. And for a long time, I think it's it was really beneficial because all of these networks and all these services were growing, right? And so Disney Plus, lots of growth over the first year or two, right? Like Netflix is growing, Hulu adding subscribers, and they're adding content. And they're these silos where people have to go to that provider for the mm-hmm. content but i think we hit and 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 maybe when covid hit and everybody's in their homes and they can't go anywhere they're like just get all the streaming services this is <laughs> this is going to be fine right and so we we entered a, a point where now like a lot of people are familiar with streaming a lot of people have multiple services that they're paying for to the point where we're we're basically shelling out as much as we would for a cable subscription yeah, yeah. way back when 
And there's only so much time to watch things. So I think now what we're seeing with it is an issue where people are like having to pick and choose and be like, well, I have Netflix, I have Hulu, I have Disney Plus, I have Max, Peacock, Paramount. Like I have all these things. They all have stuff that I like, but uh, I can let go of Paramount until the next season of Yellowstone and I don't need to pick up. <laughs> Peacock until oh wait oh Game of Thrones is off that's the only reason I had Max let me take you know let me cancel that one and yeah I'll re up Netflix when Stranger Things comes back but otherwise I'm good so now a lot of these streaming services are like losing revenue because people are learning the systems playing the games and it's back and forth too right where they they don't roll out the whole season in in one day but they're like oh we're doing it on a weekly basis so we can get you for 3 months instead of you know 3 days and uh yeah i don't know i just think it'll be interesting if we're going to see some sort of shift or change in whether it's pricing models what kind of content's available or is there some other option that's out there that um we just don't even know about yet where are they just going to start selling movies again and digital versions and oh you want to see the two latest screen movies okay yeah you can rent them for 3.99 on amazon prime or you can purchase them for you know x number of dollars but it's not going to be available on streaming yeah you watch it one time or something so yeah i don't know yeah we we talked a long time ago when, when we first started this podcast, we talked about streaming services and we talked about yeah. this, this cutting the cord, right? Cord cutting. And it was this, it was this idea like, oh, this is cool. Like I don't have to pay for cable now because this is $5 or $10 or, or whatever. And I can watch as a lot of stuff that I, that I've always, that I've wanted to watch and I could watch on repeat. Right. And that was 2015, 2016, uh, Sling TV. We, we talked, we talked about that. And, and, and now we're to the point where uh, you, you already named them all, but like where I'm like, when the twilight zone reboot came out, it was only on CBS, uh, whatever their, yeah. their, their streaming app was, which is now paramount plus where I was like, I'm not paying <laughs> money. Just, I, as much as I love the Twilight Zone, I'm not going to pay extra money to watch the series. I'm not. I'm not going to do it because I already paid too much. I'm shelling out too much already for all these streaming services, um, and uh, so it's that's. I mean, I, that's the common refrain. That's the common complaint now. Is yeah. like you. This was a promise for us to get away from the thing that you're making us do essentially again, which is cut the cord. Uh, so probably what will happen is there'll be some kind of service that comes out that gives a flat rate model for these streaming services. And, and then it's like, Oh, we're, we're direct stream TV. <laughs> yeah. We'll also, we'll also throw I in a Sunday spend ticket. A hundred dollars a month and we'll, and you'll, you can stream these 65 channels. But if you add this bonus package, we'll add 10 more channels, including Turner classic movies. Uh, and then we have a sports package where you'll get sports streams. And then plus we have, uh, a premier movie streaming packet. And, and you're like, wait, did I just, did I just reinvent cable? What, what just happened? We, we, we have, we have um, the premier yeah. TV pack, which includes Paramount plus and max. Uh, but if you want, if you want Peacock, 
Well, we can add that on, including Sunday ticket and uh, whatever, <laughs> yeah. right? And you're like, okay, well, it's, it's, yeah. what's what's old is new again, just in a, with new technology. Um, anyways, I, go ahead. No, go I was ahead. just gonna say, I I think there's and save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for one twenty nine each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. I'll use Disney Plus as the example because I'm a huge Disney nerd and have been for a really long time. I used to, when when Disney Plus was first announced, the... Disney is one of the largest, if not the largest entertainment company in the world, right? So the promise of them having a streaming service where they're like, we're bringing you Disney content, we're bringing you Star Wars content, Marvel, plus National Geographic, like all of this stuff. It was like, wow, there is such a wealth of content for them to draw from. I'll never run out of something to watch on this. And and the thing that I nerded out about was like, Oh, man, I used to stay up late at night in like the late 90s, early 2000s. And I would watch on the Disney Channel a segment called Vault Disney. And (laughs) Vault Disney was like their adult swim, but for Disney nerds, where instead of showing, you know, uh, Family Guy and, uh, you know, whatever else was on Adult Swim back then. Yeah, Aqua Teens. They would show like the old Mickey Mouse Club. They would wa- they would show the Walt Disney hosted like Disneyland series when he was like trying to promote uh, his new park that he was building. Um, but it was all this old stuff: Mickey Mouse Club, Spin and Marty, Zorro, like all this old nineteen fifties, sixties Disney television. And I used to love that stuff. I ate it up. And they're like, okay, streaming service. We're gonna put. I'm like, yeah, throw all of that old stuff on there. And the old nerds like me and my parents and their parents, right? Like that stuff that could appeal to them because that's from their like childhood and stuff. And what does that what does that cost you, licensing wise? Or like, I, I can't imagine that that content costs them a lot to put on the service. And it's never been on there. Like I, most of that stuff has never been there. There's a handful of like particular documentaries or, or, or episodes of those shows that have been put out. But to me, I'm like, is that, are they're, they're throttling the services a little bit to like only push out, let me put out the best stuff. And then we're going to take stuff away to, I don't know, kind of create some sort of scarcity mindset or something behind it but it's all um, it's, I don't all, know. It's, it's all part of the algorithm travis it's all part of the algorithm the fact, got to get on board the fact is is that it costs five bucks for them to uh turn that that old film into a digital uh, copy of it and then they have to format it to present a title like a title credits right and then they I got. Believe, I don't believe any of this. They got. Not even for a second. There's product. There's production costs to put that in a usable format. But then, 
But then, you know, like then putting it onto the service is a thing. You got to do that. Plus you got storage, right? And like, they're not, there's not unlimited storage. So you have to pay for hosting fees, right? Um, and then, and how many people are actually going to watch it? So the production costs, and then the one person who's interested in watching that. Bullshit. There's at least five of us. I guarantee you there's at least five of us that will watch that. The five people who, who want to watch it, is that enough to recoup those costs? I, yeah, I, don't, I don't think so. I, I don't th I don't think it is enough to honestly recoup those costs, but that's not the point of it. The The point is it's that's the type of stuff that should be on there because where else are you going to find it? Open up the Disney yeah. vaults and, and release that. Uh, release yeah. that footage, release those shows, release, release all that content, uh, in a, in a historical way. And I, I think of like Nick at night and I think of like, even like, uh, K earth one one out here in LA where, where K, K earth one one is like a, is like a classic. We used to be a classic music station. And I say classic, but like fifties, sixties. So you'd, you'd hear the temptations and you'd hear, you'd hear Tina Turner. You'd hear uh, raindrop be falling on my head. You know, you'd, you'd hear, I mean, that's probably a little bit newer than, than is there, but you'd hear a lot of that, that old stuff. And now you turn to K Earth 101 and they're playing eighties music, which, you know, I, I get, you know, time, time passes on, but now all of that old, 50s 60s music is is all being lost it's being lost to a yeah. generation that's like they they're not they're not hearing that anymore and there's other stations that will play 70s and 80s music they're, they're those stations are still there the classic rock stations are yeah. now playing nirvana right um and uh so the point of that being all of that stuff is is being it's being it's being lost like the heritage there is being lost um, yeah like I don't know which station you you listen to Elvis, right? Like that just I, stream it on Spotify. I don't think my kid knows no, knows who. Well, he does know who Elvis is. Um yeah. but but barely, right? You're like, what song is Elvis singing? He'd be like, uh Bodies hit the floor, you know? He wouldn't know. <laughs> yeah, you got it. Bodies. <laughs> um anyway. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's weird. Entertainment is in like a weird space right now. Uh I'm still I'm still confident that Comic Con is gonna be a lot of fun. We're gonna be able to talk to and see a lot of cool things, uh, talk to cool people. And the reality is there are amazing artists who fill up artist alley every year that are doing really cool stuff. And we would love to, to feature them, you know, on YouTube or, or interview them for, for podcasts, things like that. So definitely look for that. In the meantime, you can, you can fire up your favorite streaming service. If you still have a Disney plus subscription, you can maybe check out the new Marvel series, <laughs> secret invasion. Um, Brandon, did you end up watching the episode? It's a, by the way, everybody, that was a segue. I I feel like I need to point that out because it was it was such a subtle seg segue. They're like, I th I think he's segueing, or is he, or is this the end of the show? Is it is this? A, yeah, we're we're gonna talk about <laughs> briefly the new show on Disney Plus. Now we're segueing, segueing into a secret invasion. No, Travis, I have not watched that episode. I feel, I feel like, um, like there's people in the world that when they see something beautiful, they have to spit on it. Right. 
I'm not saying that segue was beautiful, <laughs> but I mean, you don't have to call it out every time I shift topics. No, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not calling it out that you're shifting topics. Just this particular time, and a couple times before, but this one specifically. A couple times. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> a couple episodes. No. In well, our ten year history. I I, just, I have to. I, just, I was just calling it out because I I honestly didn't realize that you were segueing until you asked me. So, Brandon, did you? And I'm like, oh, oh, okay, okay. I, I see. I see what's happening here. Um, you know, it's okay for this conversation to just progress naturally and not have to feel like, and now in our next segment, <laughs> when we come back, we'll be talking about after these messages. No, really, really what I'm doing. You, you automated, <laughs> uh, commercials. Actually, what I'm doing this for Travis is for our video content. <laughs> if we have, if we have, if we have good, you know, back and forth. Like like this, it's gonna be it's gonna be good for the the videos, right? Yeah, video AI, uh, where we do we not a sponsor, but they do support us, um, not monetarily, but through their service that we have pay for. Okay, uh, speak well. Okay, uh, I, uh, okay, I'm jumping I'm jumping the gun there. I'll, I'm gonna get back into the video AI piece uh, a little a little bit. But I was for- gonna provide this as an opportunity for you too. <laughs> To talk about AI a little bit in this segment, uh, in this segment that we just shifted into. Um, if you survive that segue, we're talking a little bit about Secret Invasion, new <laughs> series, Disney Plus, uh, Marvel. It's <laughs> um, one episode is out. Uh, episodes come out every Wednesday. If you have never read a comic book, are not familiar with the Secret Invasion premise, um, basically this show deals with the scrolls, which we were introduced to in the MCU during the Captain Marvel film, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. And this is a species of aliens that are able to shapeshift. They can appear like humans and this progresses that storyline. If you haven't seen Captain Marvel, uh, a, a group of scrolls have to remain on earth and um, that also starts Nick Fury's journeys out into space, and Nick Fury's gone for a long time in space after the events of Endgame. So, all right, fast forward. Now, scrolls are on Earth, and they are hiding amongst us, and it is believed that they may be performing some sort of terrorist plots to try and pit countries against each other and... Uh, take over our planet. So Nick Fury has to come back from space and find them all by himself. That's the premise. Brandon didn't watch it. So <laughs> I can't ask him any questions about what he thinks about it. Uh, well, I mean, I, I, uh, I, I told you I didn't watch it. Why didn't you, why didn't you watch it? I guess that's, I guess that's the bigger question hmm. because you, you sent me like cryptic, gorilla footage like websites where you had to put in a code to see a trailer for this you sent me that stuff and then you're like no the actual episode nah, i'm good well i t- I tell you why i didn't i tell you why i didn't watch it uh i i didn't even cancel disney plus you canceled <laughs> the streaming service i no, uh, i sent you that footage and i, I watched the trailer and i thought i thought doesn't seem that interesting to me actually um but then but then i 
was like, oh, okay, it started. I keep seeing it on Disney Plus. And like, okay, I'll maybe I'll watch watch the episode. And then I saw some people's reviews of it, and a lot of people were like, it was okay. It was okay. Uh, it'll 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 probably get better. And I thought to myself, well, then I'll watch it then. <laughs> I'll watch it once I know it's better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, that's so, fair. So that's that's, fair. that's where that's where I am with it. Like I, I, I know the first Out, episode. Outside is of me, who who did you get those reviews from? Um, I when I uh, went to to the the grocery store, I was saying, "Hey, where's the bread?" And they're like, "Oh, it's in aisle 10. I'm like, "Have you watched Secret Invasion?" I'm like, "No, but I heard that it's not super great." The first episode, it's just leading into it. I'm like, oh, cool, 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 cool. Do you have any Weber's? I'm like, oh, yeah, we got Weber's bread. I'm like, oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. I really like the potato bread. Like, oh, potato bread's so good. It's expensive, but it's probably it's pretty solid. I know it's my favorite. That's one person. <laughs> Fair enough. I can't argue with that. Potato bread is delicious. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I do think it's a slow burn. I also thought WandaVision was kind of a, a weird slow burn at the very beginning. I thought WandaVision was amazing. Um, I did not think uh, that Falcon and the Winter Soldier was as good. Um but it was a little bit slower pace. This, I feel the same way about. There is some interesting things that happen. There are, there's a pretty big moment that happens towards the end of the first episode. But yeah, I would, I'm going to give it a few episodes before I okay. determine whether or not I think it is good great or not. Or not. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to watch it. I'm interested. I I'm hoping that it, it goes to that Captain America winter soldier type feel. Well, winter soldier, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Winter soldier, like with Robert Redford and all of that. Was that winter soldier? No, wait, Robert Redford. Yeah. 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 The, the, the Captain America was much more spy thriller than, Dude, uh, a little bit, yeah. Okay. okay, okay. Robert Redford was like the head of Shield, uh, and then it turns out he was a uh, uh, Hail Hydra. <laughs> he was, he was is one of those guys. Uh, and, oh, like you're talking about the films? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a much more. Oh, spy I thought you were talking about Captain America: Winter Soldier, like oh. Falcon and the Winter Soldier is what I thought you were. Talking oh about. no, 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 no. I was I, like Robert Redford definitely wasn't in that show. <laughs> I I don't remember him at all. Oh yeah, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah, the spy the spy thriller Captain America. I'm hoping that this is uh, akin to that with with some super scroll action. Uh, I'm yeah. I'm okay with seeing some some of that. So I yeah I will I will I will check I will check it out. Um, yeah, we'll 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 speak now to that bit of controversy that you're up to speed with more so than the show itself, and that is the <laughs> opening title sequence of Secret Invasion, which is a very artsy, um, sort of distorted looking um, sort of paintings of of people, characters from the show, half scroll, half other characters, very artsy. And it came out shortly after the show's release that that title sequence was in fact produced using artificial intelligence technology. And there was a bit of a backlash on the internet, Brandon, or what, 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 what did you see on the webs in response? What did I, what did I see? I saw people who were like, 
those who are already anti-AI doing doing a lot of AI art. And then mm-hmm. the stuff with the strikes, like wanting not wanting people to do their likenesses or their voice or take their art or or even like things that they write with ChatGPT taking that as reference. Like there's a lot of that stuff going on right now. And so then to have a major a major show on a major streaming network and streaming platform uh, normalize it and be like, hey, look, you know that thing all of you are afraid of in, in, in the entertainment business? Here it is. <laughs> We're using we it. We just did it. We just did it. Yeah. And um, so there, there, there's some talk where they're like, well, the whole idea about the scrolls uh, mimicking humans, pretending to be humans, maybe there's this kind of underlying theme of using the AI that's like, well, AI is uh, to scroll as traditional art is to human. I don't know. Like there's that, that yeah. kind of like forced kind of, maybe that's what they're talking about. But a lot of people then come back and say, but they're still normalizing the use of AI versus talented artists that can, can do that. Um, uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm torn on the the whole AI art thing in in general because I uh, okay here's an example Travis Ryan our fr- our friend Ryan McGovern our uh, friend Ryan he yeah. uh he and I we're 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 sharing music back and forth to each other and he and I were talking about like writing lyrics and and writing uh, vocals to songs and, and both of us kind of being like this that's the hard part like that's the part that we don't we like the least and um so what i kind of suggested was when i was in korea there's an open mic night and every every week they had an open mic night and they'd end it with like here's a theme for next week's uh and it would just be like a, a line um just be like eighth wonder of the world like write a song about the eighth wonder of the world come back to the open mic night next week and then, and then do it. And then, so people would take that prompt and then they would create something of their own unique. Every, every person's song was different. Some, some people would have eighth one of the world as a chorus. Some people would make hard rock song, right? But it would all be different. Yeah. To me, mid journey is giving a prompt. I say mid journey just as the, the popular one, giving a prompt, yeah. be like eighth one of the world and then having the computer do all of that artistic creativity and and pump something out, it does give people who aren't creative, who aren't an, who aren't artists, a chance to just like basically on demand, on commission, give me something back that I can use. Um, but it also takes away from the actual creativity and the soul that uh, an artist will come back and and use, right? And yeah. an act, a song that comes from somebody's heart versus. Um, you know, the, the consolidation of hundreds of years of music. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know if like now that that Pandora's box has been opened with AI, if it can ever really be closed again. Um, And time will, time will tell on this, but I, I think there is, there's still definitely a gap between the talent and creativity of people in, in all aspects, whether that's writing, uh, other, other forms of art, photography, all kinds of things. And 
what AI is generating. It's still in its infancy, but it is going to get better. Like people are going to put a lot of money into making sure that it does get better. And I think it's important that we find some sort of balance to still promote and push artists who are bringing unique perspectives, unique interpretations and different styles uh, out into the world um, and make sure that we value that mm -hmm. appropriately, right? And that if you can throw a, th a few pennies at an AI generator, you're going to get what you pay for versus a, a talented artist who can provide you something well beyond that. And so I, th I think we need to value that effectively. There, uh, this, is, this, is this is related. I hate to segue too far away from uh, civil, uh, not civil war, <laughs> a secret invasion, but the, the, the AI conversation about likenesses and, and using likenesses and, and creating entire shows using AI with the writing. Uh, the first episode of the new season of Black Mirror covers it pretty pretty closely so i i highly recommend watching that episode it starts uh fairly wait, wait hold on brandon is that a is that a segue into talking about black mirror i said it was a that? i said it was a segue already okay. so you can't call me out sorry for i wasn't i stopped listening to you a long time ago yeah no it's, it's, it's fine it's fine uh we can go back to secret invasion here uh once i'm segueing no back. i'm done i'm done no, i'm gonna say i'm gonna, se watch. i'm gonna segue back into secret invasion in here in a second but it but that episode is is pretty good. Uh, pretty good, like I imagine Secret Invasion will be by the end of the six episode run. What do you think? What do you think the end of this season is going to be? You think you're going to see any other superheroes in Secret Invasion other than uh, Nope, War Machine? Because they'll all be on strike. Uh, well, this show's already produced. It's already done. Yeah. No, they they're going to strike retroactively. <laughs> Oh, hey, Champ Champ is in the chat. Here we go. Yeah. Here we go. Here we go. Oh my gosh. All right, I guess it's time to wrap this sucker up. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I'm i interested on where Secret Invasion is going to go. Black Mirror's back. Yay, that's great. Um, I, I, I don't watch that show enough. I feel like I should. It, it's, it's, like a, it's very cynical. However, this first episode, it started off fairly cynical. And then it was a pretty funny episode. I I highly, I highly recommend it. It it ends it ends hopeful, which I don't know how the rest of the season will be, but this one ended pretty nicely. I mean, cynicism it makes sense when the show is all about like the dangers of technology and and our obsessions and addictions with it and stuff like that. So, yeah, I guess I guess there's some cynical <laughs> Go, goes with the territory generally you know what's not cynical you know what's not cynical and i'm gonna bookend Segway. this whole podcast <laughs> because we taught we started out talking about running and we said we weren't going to talk about running anymore but i listened to a couple episodes of a relatively new podcast uh on my oh. commute home today uh -huh. and i want to give a shout out to someone that needs no help from us because they have the the highest rated uh running podcast now and that is of course coach bennett global nike head coach um he has the coach bennett podcast now uh episodes are about 30 to 40 minutes if you're a fan of running 
um, or just positivity, I highly recommend checking these out. Um, I've been listening to his guided runs for a long time, but the podcasts kind of have the same vibe as his guided runs, but he goes into depth a little bit more about some things. He'll, he'll talk about different aspects. It's not just about running, um, but he'll give some running tips at the end and things like that. But uh, congratulations to him on, on starting a podcast. He, he has an episode about starting lines and how uh, sometimes getting to the starting line or getting, or just starting something is, is, a victory in and of itself and is to be celebrated. So, um, yeah, it's, it's really cool. You should, you should listen to it, Brandon. This is just basically just me telling Brandon, he should listen to a <laughs> podcast, even though he doesn't listen to podcasts. I don't. Um, but, but yeah, if you hate running and you're into negativity, listen to rounding the bases an apathetic enthusiasm <laughs> podcast, uh, which, which we haven't done in a while. Oh my gosh. If, if Matt gets a new job someday, uh, then, Looks like looks like we're starting rounding the bases again. Rounding the bases t-shirt still available on T Public. Go to apatheticenthusiasm.com slash shop, where for the next 30 seconds you can still get those shirts on sale. <laughs> uh, that's right. That's right. Um, let's see. What else what else I got? Uh, um I think that's all I think that's all I've got, Travis. Um uh, do you have anything else yeah. you want to talk about? Mm, nope, that's about it. That's it. Thanks to everybody. Uh, for listening. Um, if you're a Rick and Morty fan and you're not subscribed to Interdimensional RSS, but for some reason you have stumbled upon this episode, we did recently release a new episode of Interdimensional RSS where we check in on things going on with Rick and Morty and talk a little bit about <clears throat> 10 years of Rick and Morty now that it's uh, been out for close to a decade. So if you missed that episode, you can check that out wherever we release our podcast wherever wherever we release our podcast and uh shout out to all of the folks who who are in the chat uh the 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 three of you the three of you uh, i i I counted myself uh in that um uh our 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 patreon of course thank you all for your support out there uh thank you for ignoring uh the the videos I, i i post I'm sorry. You know, I got I got to give some content, and if you like it, that's great. And if you, yeah, that's, that's cool. Uh, running, not rounding the bases. Uh, it's on random. I've actually, you know, it's strange, Travis. I've actually kept up on that pretty pretty well. And I'm like, like, oh, look at me. Like I'm on part of doing like a routine where I'm like, okay, uh, do some, uh, do some. It's on, doing it's on random real quick, and then do uh, something I recorded. So if this here's a side note. If you see videos of me playing in the same exact shirt, it's because I all I recorded all of those on the same day. <laughs> the guitar. It's not because I only wear that shirt. Yeah. It, it's not. It's just efficiency. I do have it's the efficiency. Steely Dan shirt on underneath this, but that's not the point. It's not the point. All right. It was, anyways, thank, well, <laughs> thank you to all of you for listening. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. My, my voice is completely given up on me. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We are going to go spend some time with a handful of Twitch viewers now in the Twitch post show. Uh, If you want to be a part of that, join us Monday nights, uh, 9 p.m. Eastern. Uh, Until then, uh, no podcast next week, holiday weekend, 4th of July, uh, but we should be back uh, the following week with a brand new podcast. Until then, I'm Travis. And I'm Brandon. Thank you all for listening to our show today. Bye. Or tomorrow. 
Maybe you broke it up into uh, pieces. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound. All with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.